A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna. To keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Hi, and welcome back to the Savvy Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. This week on the show, we continue our sleep theme and bust five myths about sleep and insomnia. So it's strange to say, but sleep is trendy these days. In any culture, whatever is scarce or hard to achieve is valued. So for example, being thin in a land of plenty or girth in a time of deprivation. So, in a culture where folks get rewarded for answering work emails at 3 a.m., not to mention the sizable number of folks who work two jobs and go to school while raising kids, healthy sleep has become a cross between rebellion and a luxury status symbol. But when I say healthy sleep, what exactly do I mean? So, this week will help you make the most of those precious hours in bed. To that end, here are five myths and facts about healthy sleep. Myth number one is I need eight hours of sleep a night. So rather than the one-size-fits-all approach of eight hours, the amount of sleep an individual needs falls within a range. For you and your life, it may be anywhere between five and ten hours. And only you can discover for yourself your magic number. But some clues are, do you fall asleep while reading or watching TV? Does running out of coffee qualify as an emergency? Do you find you have to sleep in or take naps on weekends to catch up? And if so, your number of hours is probably higher than you've been getting. Myth number two, getting up at night for, say, 15 minutes just means I lose 15 minutes of sleep. So unfortunately, when life wakes you in the middle of the night, you lose way more than just those minutes out of bed. Waking to change your pajamas after a hot flash, answer the phone if you're on call, or of course, comfort a crying baby, is harder on us than we ever thought. And I'm surprised it took until 2014 to officially research this, but a first-of-its-kind study in the journal Sleep Medicine looked at the effects of sleep interruption over two nights. The first night, all the study participants slept for eight hours. Then the researchers measured their mood and ability to pay attention. Good so far. Then, a few nights later, the participants were split into two groups. Half slept for only four hours, while the other half slept for eight hours, but got woken up four times for 10 to 15 minutes at a stretch. So technically, they spent at least seven hours asleep, three hours longer than that four-hour group just interspersed with awakenings. Then, everyone's mood and attention was measured again. 
And anyone who's ever had a newborn or been on call for work knows the results. The mood and attention of folks with interrupted sleep were just as bad as those who slept for only four hours. Both groups felt depressed, irritable, and had a hard time getting going. Plus, performance on the attention task got worse the longer they kept at it. Indeed, whoever coined the term sleep like a baby clearly never had one. Myth number three you should go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Well, this is half a myth. The true half is that you should wake up at the same time every day, give or take one hour. Yes, even on weekends. So what happens if you wake up later? Sound familiar Saturday morning? Well, basically you've incurred jet lag without getting to go anywhere. And we'll get into this more in myth number four in just a second. As for going to bed at the same time, you can throw a set bedtime out the window. Instead, go to bed when you're sleepy. When you start to droop, your eyes get heavy, or you just can't focus anymore, let yourself go to bed, even if it's before, quote, bedtime. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it, between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. So as promised, myth number four, my brain holds my internal clock. Yes, the master clock, technically called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, or SCN, is in your brain. But almost all your organs plus your fat and skeletal muscle, follow some sort of daily rhythm as well. Your gut, liver, and kidneys in particular have strong rhythms. That's why you feel so lousy when you have jet lag. And that's why you often wake up groggy or feeling thrown off when you sleep in on the weekend. Your whole body is affected. And over the long term, throwing off your body clocks through overnight shift work, frequent jet lag, or just wacky sleep habits can put you at risk for some serious diseases, including breast and colon cancer. Now, circadian disruption is also thought to be the final push that sends some of those merely at risk over the edge. So, for example, 
only 30% of alcoholics develop liver disease. Why? Well, a 2013 study found that circadian disorganization, common in shift workers, increases, quote, permeability of the intestinal epithelial barrier, or in other words, a leaky gut. In the context of what the researchers called injurious agents, i.e. booze, a leaky gut puts folks at higher risk for liver inflammation and disease. They concluded that while there are many factors that determine whether someone with alcohol addiction develops liver disease, circadian disruption may be a swizzle stick that breaks the camel's back. And myth number five. If I can't sleep, I should just wait it out. Sleep will come. On the contrary, if you know you'll be staring at the ceiling for a while, get up. Yes, your bed is cozy and warm, but here's why. Much like you probably associate biting into a lemon with puckered lips, and Pavlov's dog associated the bell with food, thereby salivating, you want to associate your bed with one thing, sleep. Well, okay, two things. I'll let you guess the other. When you lie in bed for more than about 15 or 20 minutes without sleeping, you start to associate your bed with wakefulness. And when you watch TV or fool around on Pinterest in bed when you can't sleep, those too become associations with bed. With time, bed could mean sleep, or it could mean CSI, preschool science project pinboards, or planning your day in your head. Yes, even thinking and worrying qualify as activities you don't want to do in bed. So, what to do? Well, you can still do these things, just don't do them in bed. Get them done before you head to bed, and if you can't sleep after about 15 or 20 minutes, get up and do something non-stimulating, like reading on the couch or at the kitchen table, until you feel sleepy. Then try again. If you still can't sleep, rinse and repeat. Get up again to avoid associating the bed with anything but sleep and sex. So this is what behavioral psychologists call stimulus control, and it's the most effective way to combat chronic insomnia. It may take a couple weeks, but it's been shown to break the bad habits that maintain insomnia. For more immediate in-the-moment tips for how to salvage a sleepless night, check out my web-only episode, How to Sleep Now, Quick Fixes for Insomnia, and I've included a link in the show notes at quickanddirtytips.com savvy hyphen psychologist. You'll be so good at sleeping, you'll do it with your eyes closed. If the Savvy Psychologist is helpful to you, please consider nominating the podcast for the 10th Annual People's Podcast Awards. And while you're at it, remember to nominate your other favorite quick and dirty tips podcasts as well. Just go to podcastawards.com, which is easy enough to remember, and nominate the Savvy Psychologist in whatever category you see fit though may I suggest either the education or the health and fitness category. They'll ask you for the URL, which is the one you always hear me say, quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. And thank you so much in advance for all your support. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and a transcript of this episode, references for the studies I mentioned, and the archives are always available on quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. And of course, I always have to say, the savvy psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.
Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch. When it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.